You're listening to the Real Estate Insider Podcast. A bold look at reality, news, analysis, strategies, and opinions. Direct from the veteran team at the Rain Research Institute. With today's host, real estate strategist, Russell Westcott. Welcome once again, Monday Morning Mastery students. First of all, I wanted to acknowledge you for fully participating in the program, and a special congratulations to those of you who have not missed any of the calls. I'm Russell Westcott from the Real Estate Investment Network, and I'm your host today for another powerful message. Without further delay, let's get right to the action. Please welcome the architect of the Rain Mastery Program, Mr. Richard Dolan. Richard, good morning. Hey, good morning, Russ, and thank you so much for always managing these calls with impeccability. I know that you take an incredible stand and are unwavering in delivering an impeccable call each and every week. So I appreciate that on behalf of the Rain Mastery team. We thank you for it very much for all those efforts. And to all of you out there with moms and who are mothers, we wish you all a happy Mother's Day. We trust and are sure that uh, you are treated with nothing but delight on, uh, on a beautiful Sunday from coast to coast. We hope that it wasn't uh, real with any snow, of course, but uh, on this side of the country here in Toronto, we had uh, splendid skies, and I knew that stretched right across the country. So for the most part, and uh, it goes again without saying, but I must, uh, happy Mother's Day. With that all being said, I do want to take a real quick uh, look back at where we've come from. And for most of you here on the phone call, Rain Mastery has really uh, moved you in some way, shape, or form. I've heard uh, through numerous emails, we're getting hundreds of them. I thank you for them. Keep them coming. Uh, I've received the phone calls. Uh, most of all are friendly, of course, and we appreciate those for sure. Um, but it's beginning to really sink in, this, this Rain Mastery thing, which we all know is really real estate leadership. And what's really showing up for me is, well, the fact that it's beginning to show up for you. And what I mean by that is, well, take, for example, Toronto. Toronto, our uh, Toronto chapters received three of the mastery modules. They've already uh, gotten into number three. We just delivered number two in Vancouver, and uh, Alberta is going to be getting number two shortly. So it goes without saying that we have a bit of a uh, checkered uh, ability of moving this all forward because some are behind and some are ahead in terms of hearing where Rain Mastery is. But it goes without saying that these calls at least are prodding you forward. And what it's really calling you forward as is a leader in your life. Write that down, please. Being a leader in your life means you being a commitment and you making some choices, you having a real conversation a uh, very confronting one at times to ask yourself the question, what results do I stand for? Now, of course, in the conversation around money, it's very easy. I stand to make X amount of dollars by a certain date. Uh, and sometimes it's even easy in your professional life, saying that I want to have this title or that or be of this stature or next. And even in relationships, for the most part, some people have declarations as they want to have this family or these children or be happy here or be happy by then. But when it comes to personal performance, that's where we start to see the waters get a bit murky. And the only reason why that is the case is because we ourselves are, well, moving around. Kicking up that sand beneath the water's surface makes the water appear muddy, when in fact it's just you moving. So it's not a matter of not being clear about where you stand. It's about you having to stand still long enough to let the water settle itself so you're clear as to where you're standing. And the reason why we keep moving around is really the theme of this week's call. And it's because of the fact that we have to choose being willing 
to fail as a part of your success. You see, you've got to be willing to fail to really appreciate the power of being a leader. You know, Winston Churchill once wrote that success is moving from failure to failure without any loss of enthusiasm. You know, many people become dramatic when they fail. They conjure up, you know, legitimate reasons to quit and then conceive themselves that uh, their imaginings are the truth. And after all, reasons are logical, right? They're rational and justified, always comfortable. But you got to ask yourself, when was the last time you heard words like logical or rational or justifiable and comfortable along words like excellence and brilliance and creativity, possibility and even extraordinary? You know, failing is different from failure. Failing is being unsuccessful at something. You can always attempt it again and again, but failing is growth and movement. You can call it the art of failing to succeed, or what I like to say, failing forward. Being a failure, however, is a decision you have to make about yourself, a decision based on your justifications, a decision you relate to as a fact, as in like, I am a failure. It's definitive, doesn't it sound so? and an ending with no room for movement, growth, or success. So to really harness the power of real estate leadership or being a leader in your life is to become a master of failing. But you will never be a failure unless you say so. You know, take, for example, Shaquille O'Neal, who arguably is one of the finest professional basketball players uh, today, who's now retired and became a doctrine. He's a commentator on the news, and he devotes extra time to his weakness. I remember when he used to play in free throws, for those who don't know who Shaquille O'Neal is, he couldn't make one of his life dependent on it. But he had been ridiculed by sports writers and fans, I remember. He obtained the services of a coach and to improve the specific skill, and the media then went on to really respect not just his free throw shooting, but also his commitment to getting it better. You see, as a completely unnecessary aside, when was the last time you saw a sports writer shooting free throws for the money? You see, leaders are masters of failing. Said another way, extraordinary people relate to the world as though everything is possible. I like free to write that down. Everything is possible. And so keep going despite repeated failings. And each moment that you fail, you recognize your reasons for failing and you let go of them. You let them go. And you recreate yourself and you recreate your life and then generate the missing secrets. In other words, refrain from upsetting yourself by listening and believing your own point of view as to why you failed. Ignore the reasons you tell yourself. You see, the reason why we tell ourselves the reasons why we fail at something is for your own mind to justify itself so it can exist while remaining in control or at least not looking wrong. By all accounts, we all know as Werner Erhard once taught me, we will do everything we can to avoid looking bad, being wrong, or losing control. You see, mastering the art of failing is in shortening the recovery time you need to wallow before attempting your goal again. Failing at the level of any leader is to be at one in union with your commitment, so much so that you require no recovery time between failings. The reality for us in the conversation around being a leader is looking at your business, your real estate investment business, or even the business in which you work for full time. And when it came to business for me, I got to share with you, I knew I was a failure. You know, I remember going through my earlier days in business. I recalled feeling bad at some particular point um, and realizing that my failures in business at some particular point were being served by 
my need to feel like I wasn't good enough. You know, coming from the place I came from and knowing that my background wasn't as big and strong as most of those I competed with, I realized that at the end of the at the end of the day, I was feeling quite small in the pursuit of becoming an extraordinary businessman. But as Anna E. Roosevelt once wrote, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. And so true. I find that right now so true even in the real estate world, knowing that each and every one of you on this phone call, by phone, by email, by web, or reviewing it later on when it's convenient for you, understand that where you need reassurance and support, where you need motivation and acceptance, where you need to be acknowledged is for actually stepping into the space of unknown to pursue your pursuits and your dreams, aspirations, and your goals and objectives. It just so happens that real estate is going to be the catalyst, the, the vehicle for that. You see, to be extraordinary is to embrace your business, your real estate business, all of its failings, despite how few or how many you have at all. To be extraordinary is to acknowledge and honor all partners who have touched your life, whether for one hour, one year, or a decade, or even an entire lifetime. You know, our North American culture dictates that failing means something about us. You know, we love sports, and in every game, someone wins and someone loses. We focus on the winners without considering the countless failings that took them to their victory. We understand the principles, but understanding something makes little difference. Countless types of extraordinary people have all have something in common. They, uh, you know, they've learned that failing uh, to succeed is part of living extraordinarily. I once read that Thomas Edison made 4,000 attempts to invent electric light bulbs, but when he finally succeeded, his assistant was carrying that bulb to a demonstration and dropped it. Did you know that? You know, what's interesting is that when my old friend there, uh, Jack Schropp, once taught me about his bud training, he said that they had learned that the future is never what you expect. It's what you get. So while planning your future and preparing for emergencies may be commendable, watch out that you don't get too emotional or emotionally attached to a particular outcome. This is where a lot of people end up getting really, really set back. I'll say it one more time. While planning for your future or preparing for emergencies may be commendable, watch out that you don't get too emotionally attached to a particular outcome. You've got to deal with the obstacles that you encounter moment to moment. You've got to keep going despite repeated failings and let your future take care of itself. And leaders are experts at overcoming repeated failings in each and every moment. So as to deal with the reality of what is actually happening. If you learn to continually overcome repeated failings, shortening your recovery time to begin anew in the moment, you will have the ability to recreate your life as extraordinary. When you are extraordinary as a matter of routine, the universe will respond positively. And when this happens, your future, your future, will possess endless and unexpected possibilities. Now, if you find yourself unwilling or unable to let go of your failings, keep in mind that 1,000 years from now, no one, not even you, will care or even remember. So I want to have you underscore a very special point that I wrote just for all of you. I want you to imagine what you could accomplish if you allowed yourself to fail over and over and over again without having it mean something or having that something be self-defeating. Imagine what your life would be like if you had not given up on your own dream or your own business of being a rock star or a professional athlete or something along those lines. Maybe it was a lawyer or being a doctor or a financial advisor or a mother, perhaps an author, 
even a real estate investor. Here's the good news. You can recreate your life as extraordinary right now. And while you may not be able to fulfill on old dreams, you can create new ones knowing you now have access to utilizing this particular insight to help you succeed. You know, in closing, I read a note that a RAIN partner had sent me just a few days ago. And he had shared with me that over the past 20 years, he had been a professional in the government, building a context for himself, a way to lead from within the organization that was bigger than the role or title he was given. Now, he admitted that it felt a little uncomfortable, but he remembered doing it consciously because he wasn't happy playing at that level. He wanted a bigger role. He wanted a bigger paycheck. And so it took, he said, for about a year for him to really play masterfully at a higher level game, producing more content, producing results, occurring in the world he worked in as a bigger person than the title he was given. And then it happened. He was not only promoted once, but several times to the point that he's one of the most remote employees of the government of Canada, where head office in Ontario has him work from his home in British Columbia. Now, what's the moral of the story? He realizes that the context from which he created for himself, the leader he wanted to be at work in the government, is the same conversation that he's now confronted with in this conversation we call real estate leadership. How big do you really want it? You see, what I see, my friends, is it's not about how big is the portfolio or how many deals must you do or how much money must you raise and or forego. It's how big is your belief? How massively uncomfortable is it for you to look at it and say, wow, if that really, really did happen, that would really change the game for me. That would change the game for me and my husband and my children. It would change the game for my family and my loved ones and my community. It would change the game for everyone who's counting on me to change it for them because they're counting on me. The reality is that for the real estate leadership conversation to exist in your life, if it occurs comfortable, then you welcome a conversation you've already been engaged in, and this only proves to be the small pushes towards what you already know. But if this conversation has at any time occurred uncomfortable for you, it's because you know you need to do it. You know you've been thinking about it, but have not wanted to be pushed into having to listen to it. It's kind of like Buckley's, right? Really tastes bad, but it's going to work. And that's what this conversation is about. We all know this is not about happy thinking. This is not going to be your hour of power. I'm not here to motivate you at all. I'm here to inspire you to remember the things you already know and to just simply shed some light on the things you've likely either forgotten or wouldn't might have brightened up for you here in your life. So the homework for this week, a bonus piece, is for you to choose one activity that you have been considering and not doing anything about it. Nothing. You think you thought about it, you've been pondering it, but you've done nothing about it. Now, this might be writing uh, a book. This might be about starting another business. This might be going back to high school or college or university or some other post-secondary education to get some sort of a degree or certification. This might be playing in a band or anything, the achievement of which you have you finally be all right with yourself and be able to get you to believe you are unbeatable and masterful if it was accomplished. 
Now, this does not mean, by the way, that you now have the right to go out and stalk the perfect maiden who won't date you or jumping off a building and flapping your arms real fast to think that that's the way to fly. In other words, this has got to be realistic. But what I want you to do is this. I want you to write a list of your explanations and justifications and good excuses for why you have not undertaken this project to date. Wait about 48 hours, that's two days, and reread the list. Next, I want you to then crumple the list. Burn it if you can, if it's safe to do that. And then I want you to, with your buddy, work on this specific area. For example, if you intend to write a book, join a writer's group or sign up for a writing class. If you are obtaining a mentor in the sense of your buddy, taking that buddy on as your mentor, be sure to create a list of the actions, including dates and times, as to when you will initiate and complete on each step towards the fulfillment of this project. Your buddy in this context is to keep you accountable to these promises. In other words, I want you for this week to get clear about what have you been putting off that you would have loved to have done and haven't done anything about. Then I want you to write the list of explanations and justifications as to why you haven't. I want 48 hours to go by so that you can then destroy them and get that you've got to be in action for it. And I want you to have your buddy be clear about the actions and the dates by which they will be accomplished so you've got someone rooting for you, someone holding you accountable to getting it done. You will begin to really get clear about what it's going to feel like to really become unstoppable in the matter of your own self-leadership. And for that, I want to thank you all for being on this call. We've had a record number of guests on this call from coast to coast and around the world. Russ, I'm going to turn it right over back to you. Wow, that's some powerful homework. Sure, Rich, call us out, all out on stuff. You bet, buddy. That's the way it works. Does cleaning my garage count? Uh, you know what? It actually could, but uh, knowing the state of your garage, you probably have to get back at it. <laughs> Just teasing. Another powerful message today, RAIN members. wanted to thank you for your time, your trust, and full engagement with the Mastery Program. Rich, I wanted to thank you for fully committing to answering uh, RAIN members' questions and also participating in this Monday morning call. Thank you. You bet. As always, Russ, have yourselves a powerful week, everybody. Excellent. The next RAIN meetings are just around the corner, RAIN partners, so make sure you're out live for all the insights and the key connections. This is Russell Westcott from the Real Estate Investment Network signing off. Bye for now. Thanks for listening and engaging with the Real Estate Insider podcast, a bold look at reality. Share the reality.